Welcome to Returning to Oneself podcast with Mish from Transform with Mish Coaching and Emma from Be More Selfful Coaching. This podcast is for all those women out there that seem to be stuck in self-destructive cycles of behavior and habits and have no idea why. If you want to know why, you want to break free from these cycles, finally find peace in your body and who you are, then stay tuned as we help you to return to yourself. Hi, Emma. Hey, Mish. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Nice to be back. I know. Had a little break. Had a little break. We are back today. Actually, I think it's great that we have chosen this topic because um, we are also in a mental health awareness week and the topic is loneliness. And as you will learn during this episode, this is very related to it as well. What we are talking about today is authentic living. First off, we think it's important to cover what does it mean to be living inauthentically as we believe that this is something that we are so used to doing it is our usual way of being and the first step is obviously to bring you more awareness to the fact that you may often be in this state without realizing and if you don't know that you are living inauthentically then how could you possibly know that there is another way of living exactly so we hope that this episode will help you to break free from another way that you are abandoning yourself and help you to discover some internal courage to return to yourself and practice living more authentically. So living inauthentically could be defined as a state where we are living in a constant state of comparison or competition and compensation. We tend to compare ourselves to others and see our faults. We tend to compare ourselves and try and change through competition. We tend to make ourselves feel inferior, lower value. And as a result, then we try to compensate by suppressing and abandoning ourselves. You can imagine how wrong this will feel in your body. And we're going to get to that kind of physical sensation of inauthentic living a little bit later. But your body has a great way of recognizing when you live inauthentically. So Emma, do you want to give a couple of examples of suppression or abandonment that can happen? Absolutely. So some of them I definitely recognize. And I think we also see it in other people too, and definitely our clients for sure. So I'm not surprised if you resonate with some of these, which is you bend yourself to try and live up to the societal expectations that are projected onto us, whether it be kind of gender, whether it be career, etc. Another example is hiding your truth, not expressing your thoughts, your emotions, your opinions. Another way is you feel unable to make your own choices or not own your own choices. Often it can be striving for perfection or internalizing the beliefs that are put onto us by others and society to be our truth. Another ways of self-abandonment that inauthentic living can lead us to are us going against our values or not challenging our limiting core beliefs or living in fear that our past will repeat itself. And this leaves us unable to accept ourselves. So this leaves us unable to accept ourselves, to believe that we cannot, rather than seeing that we are all just different. And because of that, we're unable to believe that we are enough as we are. Another sign that is often overlooked that we're living inauthentically and that we are 
abandoning ourselves is when we experience boredom and a lack of inspiration. And this is like something that um, I feel is really not thought about. And there is a quote by Dr. Thema Bryant that you are too gifted to be bored. That if you are bored, then part of you is asleep. Your interests, your passions, your ideas, your dreams are being erased or suppressed. And that is just another example of how that suppression of self and living in- inauthentically can show up. That's interesting because what boredom actually is, is just a distraction. When we feel bored, it is when we don't want to sit with our emotions. When we feel bored, we we don't want to address what is going on within us and this really this really aligns with that but i've never heard a definition of that state like this before i love that let's talk about why do we live inauthentically and at the core of everything we have the well-known fear of rejection we experience fear of rejection because Our ancestors learned that rejection could potentially mean death. It could mean being removed from the tribe, which again, one single person could not survive at that time. And it just stayed in our genetics. So our desire to be accepted comes from a place of fear. And as we're growing up, we are dependent on other people for survival. And that puts us in a vulnerable position and leads us to suppressing or changing ourselves in order to not be rejected. Therefore, to survive, we then become a false self or inauthentic self. And as an adult, you continue to do this, even when you're no longer dependent on the care of others. It's just a way that you know of being And it's a way that you try and protect yourself. You believe if you are to be rejected for not being yourself, this is much less painful than being rejected for who you are. You believe that you're not enough being who you truly are, because that's how you've been growing up. You felt you've had to be that false self to survive. And therefore, you also have to continue being your false self to be accepted. But this is like this false sense of security. This doesn't remove the possibility of rejection because you can still be rejected even if you're your false self. So not only do you risk that rejection um, of being your false self, but you have to also live with the anxiety and the discomfort of the fact that you're having to constantly be your false self. And all that does is that it confirms that the belief that it's still really unsafe for you to be yourself and also to be your false self. So the drive to live inauthentically can also occur when you internalize projected beliefs that were taken up from those around you. So because of all the messages uh, we receive, we form a subjective opinion on our value. And that is based on what society places value on, such as body size or attractiveness, uh, desirability, personality trait, blah, blah, blah. And again, it goes back to comparison, competition and compensation here. Because, for example, if I believe that I'm not strong at math, it means it means that I'm less than. Or if I believe that living in a larger body makes me less valuable, I then feel less attractive and I don't feel as good enough. So all these events and these beliefs can lead us to develop limiting beliefs about what is acceptable about ourselves and what is not acceptable. But the most important aspect we're not really aware of is that all these events and all these messages 
all these things that led us to develop these limiting beliefs, we chose to make it mean those things. Because we have chosen, we are choosing to live out these beliefs as our truth. So we can now choose to not continue to believe these things things and we can choose to question what we're currently being kind of trapped by and the ways that we felt we've had to live inauthentically. So we no longer have to be defined by what we used to make our past mean about ourselves. We no longer have to be defined by the messages we received from society and culture of what was acceptable and not acceptable. Now that we've explored inauthenticity, If we look at what inauthentic living is, is that comparison, that competition, that compensation. So if we were to take almost the opposite of that, authentically living is acceptance of the differences between us and other people, and also accepting that there will be the possibility of rejection. Um, It's about detaching from competition or unhealthy competition where we devalue ourselves and instead living in alignment with values. So Mish, how would you define living authentically living authentically means being doing making decisions experiencing life in a way that aligns with who you truly are at your core rather than shifting or shaping yourself through being doing and experiencing life to meet other people's expectations to gain other people's validation and to be quote-unquote acceptable within a society Mm. I love that. That's super powerful. I love how it's just a shift on what the being and doing is for. It's almost like you're doing it for yourself to fill yourself up, not to meet the expectations of other people. And I love that. So for me, living authentically is consistently being aware of and actively challenging our natural inclination to bend ourselves in order to avoid rejection. Because that is what naturally we want, will want to do. But we're not in tribes anymore. We're not going to die if we're alone. So it's understanding that we can actively challenge it. And also challenging our limiting beliefs. Because you realize that the cost of doing that is actually really not worth it at all. This false sense of belonging and it actually just leaves us rejecting ourselves. And... It's choosing to live in line with your values, with what feels good and is living compassionately, even if it's unpopular. So it's being open to all that life brings, knowing and developing skills to support yourself with resilience because rejection will happen. So we want to share with you some of the steps you can start taking towards living more authentically, towards being more true to yourself towards doing and being and experiencing life in an alignment with who you really are at your core. The first step, you can start identifying in what areas of your life, around which people and which circumstances are you showing up out of fear of rejection over acceptance. You can think back to your previous experiences here to see what you can learn from them. Another way of living more authentically is getting in touch with how it feels for you when you are showing up 
inauthentically and abandoning yourself as well as how it feels in your body versus when you are presenting your true self. So this is what I mentioned at the beginning when I said your body has a really good way of telling you when you are not authentic or when you make decisions that are not in alignment with who you are or what you truly want when it's for people pleasing, when it's for gaining validation. And the one thing that's really, really good for us women is that as women, we have amazing sense of intuition. This is very natural to us. Not to say that men don't have intuition, but they are not as much in touch with it as we are as women. And what it means is that Our bodies are amazing at sending us messages through physical cues when something doesn't feel right. And when it doesn't feel right, that it it means that it's not in our alignment. We're not being authentic. And the way you can experience this is through tension in your body, in your shoulders, in your chest, closed up throat, uh, faster breathing, sudden heat rush. You feel anxious, you feel nervous, you feel tense, you feel on edge. When you feel like that, when you make a decision, when you are around somebody, when you have an experience, pay attention to your body. Look inwards, explore whether what you are experiencing in that moment is you being yourself or you being stuck in a fear of rejection in that moment. Another way how you can start living more authentically is by getting to know your true or authentic self. So you can ask yourself, if all fears were gone, what would I start doing? What would I stop doing? What would I do more of? What would I do less of? What aspects of who I am would I feel more comfortable showing? These are quite deep questions. So the best way how you can explore these is probably taking time, uh, using them as a journal prompt. There's always an opportunity to be curious about your experiences. And whenever you tap into the curiosity, curiosity is is on the other side of fear. And you are already choosing something that will probably feel better for your body and and for you. One more way of tapping into more authenticity is getting to know the parts of you that are less comfortable showing. So this would mean that you would want to explore what aspects of yourself would you say you like less? What are your weaknesses? And you want to start seeing these things as just something that makes you different rather than something that affects your value or makes you less good enough. Emma, do you do you have ways that you want to share? So another, uh, a number of times we've mentioned values And um, you can easily kind of Google what your values are, um, or you can reach out to either of us and we can send you some more info on how to kind of get to know your values. But these are kind of like your guiding systems. They're your compass to what your actions that are in line with what's important to you are. They are your expectations of yourself. So they can really act as this guiding system. Mish, you've mentioned learning about the parts of yourself that you're not that comfortable um, showing, but stay curious about the reasons why you are uncomfortable with those parts. Is it something that maybe your caregivers said was not acceptable or is not ladylike, for example? And just get 
curious as to the reasons why you might show up inauthentically. So if you notice an interaction that you had with somebody and you start to feel uncomfortable and you notice, okay, I'm really showing up inauthentically right now, be open about it, accept it, explore that sometimes we will show up inauthentically, but see if you can reframe it that can give you an opportunity to show up more as your true self next time. You can also practice supporting yourself in those tough situations where maybe there is an inclination to be inauthentic with compassion. I hammer away at my clients about compassion day in, day out, but I think it's such a powerful tool. And it's about supporting yourself so that even in the face of not being accepted by somebody or not being liked by somebody or being rejected by somebody that you can support yourself. And in one book that I read recently, I can't remember what the author was, but he said that being disliked is actually a sign that you are living in line with your principles and values. And I love that because yeah, we're not supposed to be liked by everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. because we are different. So I think it's a really good way to see that. And the last thing is reparenting ourselves. You know, a lot of our rules for living, our limiting beliefs have been projected through our caregivers. So sometimes we have to reparent ourselves and provide ourselves with respect or care or love and acceptance, especially first, because a lot of the time, as we said at the beginning, the reason why we live inauthentically is because we're looking for that external validation. So if we can provide that validation for ourselves, this is going to help us live authentically. The last thing that I would say is that practicing being authentic really is a skill. You know, you have probably been living inauthentically for quite a long time it's something that you have really learned to put on that cloak or put on that costume and now it takes a little bit of time to kind of remove that costume and it will require action over time and bravery to address those fears and worries so i would like to summarize this by linking it back to what i started today's podcast which was the mental health awareness week and the topic of loneliness and the reason why this is so related to loneliness and why we are bringing that up this week is because living inauthentically is one of the few reasons of why we experience loneliness. Other reasons alongside of inauthenticity may be the lack of belonging and disconnection. And that is what inauthenticity is. It is a disconnection from our core, disconnection from our true self, can be a disconnection from our values, our needs. Being and living truthfully, that is what a living authentically means. And when we do live like that, and when we are almost in this autopilot without actually realizing that is the state we are living, we often experience lack of belonging because our relationships may not be in alignment with who we are and what we want and how we want to be treated. We may feel that the people around us don't really contribute to the quality of our well-being. We may feel that we are not accepted by the people around us. So this is why we are talking about authentic living and how you can start recognizing whether you are living inauthentically, especially if you do experience loneliness quite often. And if you do feel like feeling lonely significantly impacts 
impacts your well-being and if it does there may be other serious impacts on on your well-being and mental health which can be anxiety which can be depression it can also lead to even more isolation and unhelpful or unhealthy coping patterns and we have talked about it in our previous sessions such as disordered eating and numbing and avoiding if you have listened to our previous episodes you will already have an idea about that and especially this episode is going to help you with addressing the loneliness addressing the lack of belonging uh, addressing the disconnection that you may have from yourself and from the people around you so if this relates to you we cannot recommend this episode more and you will probably want to listen to it more than once in order to absorb everything that we've talked about today and that you can start implementing or just becoming aware of going forward thank you for listening we will see you next week for our next episode Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at returning to one self, where you can receive updates on our next episode release dates, topics, and where you can engage with us too. We would love for you to tag us if you found this episode resonated. Remember you have and always will deserve to return to oneself.